Adam and Craze, guilty pleasure. Adam and Craze, guilty pleasure. Adam and Craze, guilty pleasure. Cinema. Uh, hello and uh, welcome to Adam and Craig's uh, Guilty Pleasure Cinema. Uh, we're your hosts. Uh, I'm Adam. I'm Craig. Hello. Welcome. Um, and here we are to share Cinema's Guilty Pleasures, uh, where we watch, break down and discuss the most beloved guilty pleasures. What are we talking about this week? What cinematic guilty pleasure are you bringing me, Adam? Right. I am presenting today uh, Judge Dredd, the 1995 uh, Sylvester Stallone movie. Um, so, uh, obviously, I uh, haven't seen it just yet. Um, we're going to go off and watch it in a bit. Um, so, uh, obviously, have you seen it before? or I have. I've seen dribs and drabs of it throughout my life, but I think I've sat down to watch it probably once. Cool. And then I remember bits with the cannibals. Yep. And I remember bits. I remember the twist. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Vaguely. Vaguely. Okay. Vaguely yeah. remember some presence of a movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dribs and drabs. All right, okay then. So let's just get into it then. Um, so Just Dread, obviously uh, based on the comic book character with the same name, uh, directed by Danny Cannon. Um, so if you've never seen the movie uh, Young Americans, very good old-timely classic, um, but he's recently been more prominent in TV shows like uh, Gotham and Pennyworth. Yeah. So I don't know if you've watched any of them. I didn't until my IMDb research the other day. Didn't even know that Pennyworth was a show. Yeah, I don't think many people do. <laughs> the origin story <laughs> of Alfred. Yeah, I don't Who think. Who cares? It is a little bit one of those shows. You're like, wow, I wonder how that got pitched. Yeah. And um, right, so uh, Sylvester Stallone, uh, big star, uh, with uh, Rob Schneider and Diane Lane. I can imagine oh, after watching this, they were going to have a and few. And Max von Sydow and yeah, um, uh, the the late uh, Max von oh, Sydow. Of course, yeah. yeah. He uh, passed away very recently. Rest in peace. Ninety years old. Good on him. Um, so, uh, plot summary from IMDb: um, What we're looking at is a dystopian future. Joseph Dredd, the most famous judge, um, so a police officer with instant field judiciary powers, uh, he's convicted of a crime he did not commit. Well, that's a spoiler right there. Uh, it is a bit of a spoiler. I did put no spoilers, but. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and must face his murderous counterpart. Um, so, uh, yeah, just going to give you a little bit of a background. Um, so it had uh, moderate success. Uh, so it did make its budget back, but not much more. So it uh, had a budget of around about 90 million. Um, what do you think it made back? Is it, was that 9-0? It is, yeah, 90 million. Uh, 105. Uh, yeah, just a little bit more than that, uh, 113. So yeah, Good so job. yeah, it well, made twenty three million dollars. Yeah, exactly. not to be sniffed at. It is not to be sniffed at. But I think when you're in that sort of time um, in Hollywood, obviously things have changed up now. Uh, when you've got like a big blockbuster action movie starring big actor like Sylvester Stallone, you're expecting probably a little bit more back. Yeah. So, especially the kind of amount of production that went into it, which obviously we'll get into when we talk a little bit more about it. Um, cool. All right. Any questions before we get into this? No, no, not really. Uh, I'm ready to get into it. All right, cool. So we'll do our Wayne's World doo doo into the cinema. <laughs> so three, two, one. It is movie talk time. So uh, we're back. All right, so that is uh, 96 minutes you're never getting back, Craig. Yep. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that so many times before. Uh, so uh, first thoughts then, what do you think of the movie? 
it's not Demolition Man. It is not. And uh, that was a big problem for me because it also could have just been another Demolition Man. Okay, cool. I get what you're saying there. Um, and I would agree... Also starring Rob Schneider. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly brought his A game, um, which we'll get into a little bit. Um, yeah, Demolition Man uh, came out, uh, I think it was the, just like before, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So uh, coming off the success of that... Um, and one of the, I think the biggest criticisms that came out of that movie was the fact that it wasn't a Judge Dredd movie, it was a Sylvester Stallone movie. Yeah. So um, one of the, the best things I thought about the story um, is pretty much, so I think, the first 10 minutes of it where he's rocking up on his motorbike uh, during the block war. So um, if you've ever read any of the comics, the 2000 AD comics, um, there is a storyline called Block War, where it's literally about these towers uh, going to war with each other and blowing the shit out of each yep. other. Great comic, um, condensed into a literally opening scene. Um, and then you get to see Judge Dredd in action. You get to see, obviously, his prominence, his seniority. He's rocking up. Great intro soundtrack uh, from Alan Silvestri. So yep. we'll obviously touch on him in a little bit. Um, but I think set the tone of the movie really well. Great opening scene, sets a good establishing shot of Mega City 1. You get to see the sort of the huge vastness of it and then getting down to the nitty-gritty of the streets and and there is uh, the street judges. But yeah, and then after that, he takes off his helmet. He does take off his helmet and I believe that that was the uh, biggest complaint that people had. It you was. know more about the the law of yeah L O R E the law the law yeah, not, uh, the, not law. the law um it's I you get it like it's uh you paying Sylvester Stallone and he becomes a prominent writer in it as well um which again <laughs> would probably make a bit more sense as we get into it he, Academy Award winning writer Sylvester Stallone yeah exactly yeah. remember the remember the name uh, <laughs> he. Yeah, messed up a bit, I think, with some of the uh, punchy plot lines that come forward into it. Um, because, <sighs> yeah, yeah it, it doesn't hit, uh, especially as well towards the mid and end of the film, I think. I think it gets a bit, uh, gets a bit twisted in itself. And then it just goes for a random walk. And, there, are, yeah, OK, we'll get into it more. But there are bits of this film that I really, really enjoy. Cool, talk um, to me. What, what did you enjoy then? Right, you, again, you know more about it than I do. What is the name of the robot that Armand Asante's character... Oh, Re- a- Rico? Yes. Rico. Yes, well, um, the ABC of, Warrior. Yeah, yeah, great. Love that. Cool. Gra- which, like, not, Judge Dredd's uh, com- is, uh, is his own comic, um, which is, again, very interesting why he was added in, obviously, because it's a really cool-looking robot. Yeah. But, um, but also not CGI'd. Just that's yeah, a real practical prop. effects, um, some, and that has held up for what twenty four years later now. Definitely it looks great. I, I think with a lot of movies, if um, I always say the um, the pinnacle of practical effects and, and CGI is when we look at dated movies, um, probably Terminator Two. Yeah, and you think back to something like that where you could watch that movie a because it's great storytelling. Yeah, but the practical and the CGI holds up to this day. Now, when you watch a movie from the 90s, like Judge Dredd, mm. and you see some of the CGI that's in there, I think some of like when we when you get to towards the tail end of the movie and you see like the chase scene throughout the city, yeah, um, a lot of the sort of green screening and um, it it doesn't age too well. But an easier kind of case in point for that, and it's such an easy stab, is Star Wars 1977 mm-hmm. holds up, all practical, love it. Yep. Minus the re- we're taking away the kind of CGI inputs that have happened over the years, but yep. then you look at the Phantom Menace or Attack of the Clones, you're like, oh, mm. 
this looks shocking. Yeah, uh, but that's a heavily reliance on the the CGI, isn't it? And yeah. I, I think when this actually comes into a little bit why uh, Danny Cannon, uh, the director, uh, fought a lot to have the um, movie made in uh, in England. Yep. Uh, he fought for it uh, for a long time because he felt that England had the best film produ- producers or uh, production designers and obviously give a lot of attention and care. Um, the production designer, if I remember correctly, is... Duh, 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 I have it written down somewhere. Uh, Nigel Phelps, that's it. Um, so he went on to notably do uh, production design for uh, Alien Resurrection as well. Great movie. Very good movie. Another guilty pleasure, I think. Oh, oh we might have to touch on that sometime soon. <laughs> but yes, so I think things like that I, I do really like. <sighs> The thing, like the inclusion of the cannibals, the fact that I remembered them. The angel and, family. Yep, that yep. was great. Uh, very Hills Have Eyes moment that mm-hmm. was completely unnecessary, but works and it yep. makes sense. But then you've just got so many ill-conceived plot lines that are slowly weaving their way together. Yeah. So let's get through it. Right. Okay, Judge let's Dredd, the whole story. Yeah, Judge Dredd rocks up to the Block Wars. He kills James Remar uh, from the yep. Warriors. Yeah, Love him. Wow. Yeah. Great reference, mate. Um, kills James Remar, gets told... Gets asked, could I could he have avoided the killings? No, he couldn't. He arrests uh, Rob Schneider for hiding in the trash can. Yeah. He then gets framed for murder by what transpires, spoiler alert, to be his clone brother. Yes. Because so, of the Jan- Janus? Janus? Uh, yeah, Janus, Janus Project. project. Uh, he gets um, sent outside of Mega City 1 to, mm-hmm. to survive. Yeah. No. Uh, no to, yeah. Uh, the plane crashes. He then fights his way back into the city. Yes, he does. And through help with Diane Lane and someone that looked like a young and fat Leave Schreiber. Good shot. Uh, <laughs> manages to overthrow the system and clear his name, but then go straight back to work. Yeah. Like, That's the like whole any film. good uh, police you know, officer. It's... Um, yeah, let me give you just a few more d- d- details Hit on some me. of those. Right, okay, yeah. So, um, so going from the start of the movie, yeah, rocks up, block war, uh, rest Rob Schneider, he gets sent down. Um, and then you see uh, Rico um, yep. escape from the penal colony. Yep. Uh, somehow makes it out uh, into the city. Don't have to sure. ask too many questions nah, about that. Sure, why not? Uh, then you find out that the lawgivers, the guns, uh, have a DNA coding to them. So that's why they can only register to, jun- uh, to judges' uses. So if you're a registered judge, you can fire that pistol. Yep. So that's where you see that in the opening scene. So it establishes that uh, when the rookie cop gets shot, mm-hmm. his lawgiver goes down, one of the criminals picks it up, it registers that it's a, um, you know, it's yeah, not a that was judge. a nice bit of exposition, cool. and they go. hold so on to that in it. dread. Yeah, so that happens. Um, so when uh, Rico, uh, yeah, sorry, spoilers here, um, goes out and gets a judge's uniform, replicates the uh, judge dread badge, so obviously IDs him, goes and kills the uh, journalist, uh, and then so then leaves DNA, which is also dread's DNA because they are clones of yeah. each other. Right, so when obviously the trial happens, yeah, and then, the oh, trial yeah. that apparently right, the trial that takes how long doesn't matter because he gets put on trial, which you imagine takes a couple of days at least, yeah, but then still ends up on the same plane as Rob Schneider, who didn't get a trial, gets sent straight to the penal colony, yeah, and for some reason because of plot, 
Yeah. They end up on the same plane, and I'm there. Why going, are you asking questions like this? Because it's the judicial system. The whole film is judge, yeah. judge dread. There needs to be an understanding of what. Maybe the... there's only one flight that goes to that penal colony every like month or something like that. May anyway. Yeah, maybe, and maybe a wizard did it. Yeah, exactly. But... These are questions you don't have to ask. <laughs> okay, all right. Ignoring plot, the whole trial system for me mm. was a big problematic point as yeah. well. The whole point is there was the Janus project which made Sly and Rico. Yeah. Which Max von Sydow knows about. Right. Yeah. So the Janus project is the idea that they could make the perfect street judge. Yep. So they took the best judges who were, you know, have long gone. Yep. Uh took all parts of their DNA, mashed them together. Yep. Don't know how obviously that works, but I'm okay with that, you know. Yeah. Ten uh, judges playing uh, soggy biscuit with a petri dish. Pretty much. I'm in for that. (laughs) And with that, uh they create uh, some clones. Um and then Rico turns out to be uh not a good guy. Uh he's a bit bit evil. Yeah. Um decides to go and kill some people and then goes and gets sent down. Funnily enough, by Judge Dredd. So he had to judge his own brother without him realising it. Yeah. Also, yeah, and I get it. It's a plot thing. But calling it the Janus Project, which is the god of two faces. Mm, Well, well, that's highly convenient that then you get the good twin and the bad twin. And it's called the... You might as well call it the On the Nose Project. That is, yeah. So uh, obviously, uh, very well pointed out there. Um, Yes, the, the... is it uh, is it Greek or Roman gods? I think it's Roman. I will. I think you. Would, I think hey, it wait, is Roman. Let's just do this. Yeah, the Roman one editing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I I believe I want to say it's uh, I want to say it's Roman god. Uh, yes, he has uh, two faces. So yeah, good little foreshadowing there. Yeah. Going on. So they. Yeah, and they hold on to that. For, wait, when did Goldeneye come out? Producer Gareth just chiming in there. Yeah. Uh, it was Thanks, the year Gareth. 1995, which also had the Janus project. As well, sorry, had Janus as the big theme of the whole thing. Yeah. Alec Trevelyan and James Bond, two sides of the thing. Judge yeah. Tread's just taking left, right, and centre from every film. Yeah, it's... for uh, Queen and Country, James. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and were they secretly brothers? No, they weren't. No, they That's... were not. No, that was Spectre. Anyway. Yeah, that was uh, a <sighs> shitty plotline from yeah, the recent movies. So Max von Sydow knows about the whole Janus project. Hmm. And his whole thing during the trial is, what if Joseph Dredd did this? But then you get given the the idea that there's identical DNA ev- evidence and you know that a gun can only be held by a judge and you know, Max von Sydow, that Rico was... Uh, yeah, I don't think they realise he escapes. But that's the first thing you do. If it's like, oh, there is irrefutable DNA proof. Ah, well, I know that those two share DNA... No, I'm not going to phone up the penal colony and find out what happened. I'm just going to let this trial play out. Yeah. Max von Sydow drops the ball. Yeah, there, there's... You have to have a slight... Um, <laughs> slight. Sense, slight suspension of disbelief to to appreciate this movie. <sighs> there um, is... There's a, okay, sure, fine. I'll allow it. Max von Sydow dropped the ball and forgot about it. But then in the Pretty next scene, uh, is still there being like, well, of course, we can't talk about the Janus Project. Something, something, something. I'm going to retire. Yeah, it takes a long walk um, into the cursed <sighs> earth to bring uh, justice to the... or to bring law to the lawless. Which I, I quite liked, actually, as a concept. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's quite a, a, um, a great scene, actually, where he's, uh, he's walking out into the cursed earth as the doors are opening, mm. and then you kind of go, 
when the door's closed behind them, you are a bit like, ah, shit. That's a, yeah, it's so. quite a nice farewell that you don't, in like a Logan's run where you don't yeah. get retired um, or Blade Runner, you don't shut down. You go for a walk and you do what you've been doing your whole life. You yeah. know you're going to die, but, you know, you've done your service. Which it's lovely. It comes back to... Oh, uh, does it ever. It does. <laughs> so, but his, again, I can't, I can't get past the someone's script writing, script editing, editing, producing, acting wasn't just like, Right. Surely this is a problem, team. Yeah, okay. So let's get into actually a bit of that um, because I feel that this will actually answer quite a lot of the I problems that we've been well. having here. So, um, yeah, so Danny Cannon uh, wrote the script um, and then when they signed on um, Sylvester Stallone, that's when there was a lot of changes being made to the script because Sylvester Stallone didn't quite get the um, the nuances behind uh, Judge Dredd's um, you know, it's meant to be a satirical look on uh, American law and government, and it's meant to be this fascist cop that comes in, dispenses uh, judge, jury, and execution. He is the law. He is the law. Um, which is um, it's the whole premise behind it. So he doesn't take any shit. Uh, he uh, goes around and uh, dispenses justice uh, uh, willy nilly without having to really answer to anyone. Yep. Um, which again is uh, opens up for some real great storytelling in in the comics. Um, so one of the interesting things actually about how some of the story actually changed is that uh, Rico uh, is obviously from the comics, yep. but the main bad guy was actually meant to be someone called Judge Death. Uh, he was a sort of supernatural judge in the sort of uh, dimension of the dead or sort of another dimension where. Uh, living has been deemed a crime, mm -hmm. so he invades the uh, our reality or the um, the Judge Jed reality and starts suspending justice on the living. Yeah, I'm glad that that wasn't the plotline. Yeah, it's a, that's a comic book plotline. It is a comic, a comic book plotline, plot uh, and funnily enough, that was one uh, one of the things uh, to be a sequel for the recent Dread uh, mm. remake uh, they wanted to go that way hence why you start seeing a little bit more of the sort of psychedelic stuff with Judge Anderson yeah starts so like getting into that kind of plot hole plot line sorry um, you know the kind of idea that there is a sort of a more supernatural element to to Judge Dredd uh, one of the uh, screenwriters the uh, Stephen E. D'Souza um, he was brought in by one of the producers um, have you ever heard that name screenwriter? Yes but I couldn't tell you why. Cool uh, he uh, probably more prominently known uh, for uh, doing rewrites for Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah great movie uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tomb Raider the uh, Angelina Jolie uh, movie. You're right Street Fighter is a great movie <laughs> comparatively so you kind of think of some of the uh, the more outlandish uh, script writing in Street Fighter. Mm. Um, who's the guy that plays Bison? Couldn't, couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Oh, well, we'll, we'll come up with that. Uh, great actor. Um, you know, the way he delivers his dialogues, very hammy. Mm. Uh, very similar to how uh, Rico delivers a lot of his lines. Very, very hammed up, isn't it? Yeah, it is. He is chewing some scenery as Armand Asante. Oh, love it. Love mm. it. Um, especially the bit where he uh, chucks down that statue after having that conversation with Magruder. He is an actor that acts with his eyebrows. That's, oh, yeah. It's, That's what he's got, and he was doing it well. He great, was, uh, great facial acting. Uh, but I just love the the... 
the passion and the ferocity that he delivers with some of those lines. Yeah. I think the most notable way of delivering that was when he uh, and Sylvester Stallone are giving out in the uh, Statue of Liberty, which yeah. has been memed to death. <laughs> the uh, uh, the law. Yeah. Uh, when they start screaming at each other. Brilliant. Um, but a lot of the um, writing um, yeah, changes came from Sylvester Stallone. Yes. And... He was one of the um, uh, sort of biggest uh, critiques when it came to um, from the fans. As I said, he didn't really understand the the law or, as I say, the, the nuances of the comics. Um, mm. He'd never really even heard of Judge Dredd before he was offered the part. Yeah. So when he got down to script writing, it was very much. Um, can I make this Hollywoody? Yeah, yeah. It's like he thought that it would be like an action comedy, kind of like Buddy Cop. Yeah. Does Dread and Rob Schneider hook up and solve crimes together. Um, hence why there's some very kind of like, I would say, um, not too well landed jokes, especially when they get back in the city or, uh, you know, when he's like undoing <laughs> the judge's belt and he's like, oh, we don't have time for this. Uh, yeah. And you're a bit like. I um, mean, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get into Rob. Most of oh, what yeah. I have in my notes is Rob Schneider hate. I'm sure. Uh, right. So we kind of, I think we've kind of done a bit with, with the story there. Yeah. Uh, we, we kind of got the main plot lines yeah. down. Um, okay. Well, maybe before we get into uh what we know is the trash part of it. Um, let's talk about some of the good parts of it. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's all good up until he gets on that plane with Schneider. Yeah. And then you've got a prisoner behind him that's somehow, somehow carrying a shiv. Yeah. It's not even a shiv. It's a full on blade. Like, yeah, yeah. no I one like... patted him down at all, even though there's metal detectors. There are metal detectors. Yeah. I thought as well, like how um, Rob Schneider uh, very candidly... Um, puts his hand up and he's like oh it is him it's yeah, like, that's... yeah it's pretty recognizable then chin the anyway the guy behind him does the same thing <laughs> from the most impossible angle yeah good good shout um yeah that felt really just yeah it felt cheap and most of what Rob Schneider does for the purposes of moving the plot along is cheap like when they're walking through uh the police station he's there going dread dread yeah dread wait up dread come he's like dude he's a wanted criminal yeah come up with code names I, I feel Call him that Joseph. you see how useless the character is when he's meant to be a computer hacker and when they have to do all the digital imaging yeah. uh, to find out those photos were fake. They get they get the other dudes. They get fake fat Lee Schreiber to do it. Yeah, so yeah. Fat, fake fat Lee Schreiber comes in <laughs> um, and figures out uh, that the photos aren't real. Yeah. And you're like, okay, dude. Uh, yeah, Rob Schneider's just in the back, kind of like uh, doing his doing his thing, eating he's his popcorn. Just doing yeah. his bit from Home Alone too. Yeah, he's just being an Great idiot. Movie. And yeah, a fantastic movie. Great movie. But he doesn't bring anything to the plot. He's there for comic relief. But if it's a buddy picture, make it a buddy picture, like Tango and Cash. They, or Lethal Weapon. No, they should just have like erased that. They so, shouldn't have had Rob Schneider in this film. No, so uh, we'll kind of get into the cast of it then, because uh, with Rob Schneider... Oh, can we start with yeah, we'll, biggest name in the picture? Okay, let's start with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I was going to say James Earl Jones. <laughs> James Earl Jones does an unnecessary voiceover at the start of this film because he was in Star Wars. Uh, He's a great guy and, to get you to do... Uh, oh, yeah, any... if you're going to get someone to do it, well, get James Earl Jones, but also... Why? 
Well, to deliver the poignancy of uh, the dire despair of the living situation of everyone, you know, the uh, the fact that it is the uh, apocalyptic wasteland that these people are having to survive in. Well, not essentially they're surviving, they're surviving in these big uh, mega cities. Uh, but then the film starts with a block war. It's like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. This is a very, very bad state state to be in. Fair. <sighs> okay, so yeah, James Earl Jones, we've got Sly Stallone, Rob Schneider, Diane Lane, Mark yep. Sidow, uh, and then a couple of other names and faces that I was like, oh, okay, mm. this person, that person, that makes sense. Um, my, I do have an issue with, oh, and Armand Asante, of course. Oh, yep. Um, is it Jürgen Prochnow? I believe you're right. Uh, Jürgen Prochnow and Max von Sydow shouldn't have been in this film. Oh, okay, cool. Talk to me. Because why are there so many in a in a totalitarian state that's on lockdown from the rest of the world? Essentially, why are there anything other than American accents in this film? Good shout. Where did they, where did they commute from before <laughs> Mega City One was built? All right, cool. So. Yeah, really good shout. You got to actually understand how big Mega City One is, because uh, in the establishing shots, um, or actually when they're bringing up the map in the mm. control room, and you see that's basically the size of like New York or yeah, something. Yeah, like it's that. it's in, same as every like Gotham is New York, and yeah. yeah. Uh, in the comics, it takes up the whole of the East Coast. Right. So you can imagine there will be a changing of accents from some, you know. If you that makes them. sense. That makes sense. Why are there English accents or, you know. Or Swedish. Or Swedish. Or German. Uh, or German. Or whatever they are. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then Texan hillbillies. Mate, it's, uh, we're living in international times now. Inclu- I'm pretty sure. Just quickly, be... including Mackenzie Crook. Yeah, good yeah. shout. Yeah. yeah, he was there. He was there. As, the, <laughs> as one of the hillbillies. Great. Um. Yeah, he, you just think that you got to just take it with a grain of salt that that is a multicultural, diverse I know, city. I know, but it just was problematic for me. Am I, maybe I'm just letting reason and rhyme get in the way of good fiction, but I don't think this was good fiction. So Fair. Um, well, okay, let's break it down uh, act by act. So Sylvester Stallone. You you have to base it on is he Judge Dredd or is he Sylvester Stallone? He's Sylvester Stallone. He's Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. So in terms of that, it's it's poor. But in terms of if you like, right, he's Sylvester Stallone. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, so he it, it is a Sylvester Stallone movie. It's not oh, Judge yeah. Dredd movie, and it is it is his fault. So in terms of it being a guilty or pleasure verdict on on Judge Dredd, it's guilty yeah in terms of uh, Sylvester Stallone it's uh, very much a pleasure yeah, yeah okay I'll, I'll back that okay cool yeah, it's a guilty he's the guilty pleasure he is yeah he, he I I like Sylvester Stallone I will watch a Sylvester Stallone movie I'm with you on that yeah you, yeah. you get what I'm saying I'll sit down and I'll watch Cobra I don't care oh defo yeah um, great lines I'm the cure your disease yeah yeah it's uh, just great great it's great and in this he's got out of the law and I knew you'd say that and yeah, I'll, I might have to now change my because <laughs> they try obviously throwing in a catchphrase for Judge Dredd. They tried too. They tried. Try is the word. Um, yeah, I knew you'd say that. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, mate, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not good. Not, not not great. Um, and that 
definitely comes well, balls I, in. Arnie has Aldi back, so maybe I can come in right. with one of my own. Funny you say, uh, Arnie. The original uh, Judge Dredd. He was more offered, German accents. He was offered the role of Judge Dredd before Sylvester Stallone. Austrian, sorry, but yes, he yeah. was. He, and uh, turned it down, probably for the best. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, he turned it down because in 1995 he was doing nothing but prepping for busy, busy, busy 1996 nothing. of Eraser and Jingle Away. I another episode. That's <laughs> <laughs> that your catchphrase? Could be. Oh, God. Um, and Jingle All the Way. So he turned this down in 1995. I say good decision. Yeah, uh, I think he stayed well away. Uh, probably props to his agent uh, for not getting him or involved with this. Actually, okay, putting it out there, Sylvester Sloan comes in, does his rewrites, locks uh, the director out of the editing suite, does yep. the Sylvester Sloan thing, which all power to you. You've done, you, you built Planet Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Great. Arnold Schwarzenegger comes in instead, doesn't do screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Better movie probably gets made. Right. Good question. Um, Danny Cannon came out and said that he obviously butted heads a lot with production um, and Sylvester Stallone in terms of writing. He um, says that the script changed dramatically yes. uh, because of Sylvester Stallone. I hear that a lot about a lot of... Again, Tango and Cash. I mean, I well, believe that got slide. It did. And Danny Cannon said afterwards, after working with Sylvester Stallone, he would never work with a big Hollywood actor ever again. And he hasn't. Which, yeah, nicely. Yeah. <laughs> Pennyworth. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, so who's who's next on the list of acting? Uh, right. Diane Lane or Max von Sydow? No, let's just go into it. Rob Schneider. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, oh, guilty. Next. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, let's... All right, <laughs> all right yeah. All right. Okay, so, so what, not... were the, what, were the, what were the hits and miss of all right, of Zero hits. Okay, so cool. straight to the misses. His inclusion was so crowbarred in through unnecessary misunderstanding of the judicial system in a film called Judge Dredd that he mm-hmm. had to be there for reasons yep. like his first arrest after being released uh, kind of makes sense it shows Judge Dredd's autonomy and complete letter to the law living and it's like okay I understand the exposition of this character now yep. great he ends up on the plane with him at the same time dumb that's move. a real like, problem it's for you such, isn't it it's so stupid it's, <laughs> it's so poorly thought out he could yep. have just if he'd have fled mm-hmm. the block wars at the beginning and then got arrested by someone else and then ended up on the same plane as Judge Dredd, yeah, that would have been better. Okay, um, but it doesn't. It just shows that there's such an inconsistency in the time frame it takes to get arrested and then get sent to a penal co- code. Yeah. Uh, Connolly even. Okay, they crash and then he tries to weasel his way out uh, of the cannibal system by saying that he he is a believer and then yeah. he finds out that they're cannibals. Bit of a dick move by Judge Dredd to leave that off the list. He says they're scumbags yeah. before he says they're cannibals. Dick move. Well, does scumbag overall cannibals or is cannibal? I think overall? if you're saying like the lawless people who uh, take down planes and murder and harvest and they're scumbags yeah. and cannibals, <laughs> it's like no, no, cannibals first, dude. I need to know that information first. I think that it would almost be quite obvious in a way when you think about. Uh, where are you getting most of your food supply in a place called Cursed Earth, which is essentially a desert? Well, yeah, it's a very good point. Also, uh, they are very, very well-trained um, metal surgeons. Like They've got the one son that's half metal. Oh, Mean Machine. Yeah, Mean Machine, mm-hmm. who is basically a cyborg. So they're not 
quote unquote hillbillies because they know what to do to survive. Yes. But yeah, I think leaving. Okay, so he he says he's believe a believer. So they yep. go to eat him. Then Sylvester Stallone escapes and saves him, and then gets saved himself by <gasps> Max von Sydow's back. Yeah, old man's back in town. Jesus, that was uh, yeah. All right, I'll allow it. Story what telling, Good. and then five seconds later, uh, and then gets fucking murked from behind. Up, yeah, yeah she gets from stabbed from the back through the spine, out through the chest mm-hmm. at about the heart height. Yeah, so organs are being hit, but goddamn, does he stay long alive, alive long enough in. to expose what the Janus project is? Gotta keep that story ticking along somehow. Okay, and then they've got to break back in, and it's Stallone and Schneider. Mm. Running through the fire exhaust, the 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 kind of every thirty seconds, yeah, the so, tunnel of so fire. Dread sort of explains that there is a way back into the city, mm. um, and it, is, it says like two refugees or something like Tried that. Try and failed. Out. Try and failed because um, you know uh, in the future they've built the wall, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, <laughs> they're they're trying to get through the tunnel, um, and then. One of the things that I have an issue with, if, if there was an issue with this movie, um, <laughs> is that is that part because they're obviously got, I think, yeah, 30 seconds to get 30 through. seconds, yeah. Uh, Rob Schneider literally Trips pegs and it. And, yeah, he gets trapped within, like, the first five seconds of running. Mm-hmm. Like, he calls out for Dread to come back for him, and you're just like, oh, dude, just leave He should have left. That yeah, would have been the better yeah, move. Sorry, dude. You're out of the movie. Yeah. Your Judge Dredd's a badass. We get to see someone catch on fire and burn to death. Also, how did they find out about those refugees? Surely they just became ash. Um, I can't. Do you know what? I can't actually remember if they actually did make. It. Oh no, they no, didn't. The refugees they didn't, yeah, yeah. didn't make it through. They didn't make. They it died. Through. Yes, and then for some reason their bodies get found somehow. Question mark. True. Um, yeah. and they didn't think to cover up that fire pit right, with like some mess. Look, I'm just, <laughs> it's just poor. It's just badly done. And we will talk about other films where things are easily overlookable as like a, yeah, all right. Yeah, but, spend okay, fine. Then he saves Rob Schneider and then Rob Schneider spends his whole time making <sighs> anal sex jokes mm. and saying dread, dread, dread really loudly around all the people that are looking for Judge Dread and yep. no Judge Dread, And then gets shot in the stomach Yep. and still survives. He yeah. should have died three times. Yeah, there he has a, a a bit of longevity in the movie, doesn't he? He does, and he's not funny in yeah. this. I think he has moments well, of it hilarity. was uh, it was Sylvester Stallone that um, uh, that offered him the role. Yeah, uh, because they came best buds on Demolition Man. They did. Yeah, and uh, do you know who he went to first though? I want to say. May Sandy Bullock? No, um, I don't know. Steve Buscemi? No, uh, Joe Pesci. It, was it went Joe to Joe Pesci, Pesci first. Yeah, it did get much to. better movie. Mu- would I would, it... I would be so much more on that character side if he was just saying motherfucker oh. every other word, or the the Home Alone mumbling. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I would the tone have changed? Yes. No, because of Sylvester Stallone and his writing and D'Souza as well and his writing but would Joe Pesci lower himself to make an anal sex joke yes (laughs) (laughs) we have good intel I'm sure he would yeah I mean dude uh, he he did Home Alone and he rocked it in Home Alone yep 
So I would think he would have uh, he would have rocked it in Jazz Dread, but I think that the it would have been the same sort of tone to the movie. I don't think he would have improved it that much. I disagree, but well, that's, that's what we're hey, here for. That is it. That is exactly what we're here for. So yeah, Rob Schneider then like uh, hacks the big robot war machine. Uh, ABC Warrior. Yep. ABC Warrior at the end and saves the day uh, as it's strangling Diane Lane. Yep. Which brings us nicely onto Diane Lane. She's in the movie. Yeah. That's about it. Most Could have been anyone. Or recently, uh, Superman's mum. Yes. Yeah, Martha. Also called Martha. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And then you've got Max von Sydow. Yeah. Again, Crushing uh, it. every movie does. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's an old man. Man knows how to, well, yeah. Knows, knows how to play an old man. Man knows how to play an old man. Man knows how to act. 10 out of 10. No problems with Sydow. Yeah, well, let's we... talk about uh, Rico then. <sighs> yeah, all right. He is chaos into uh, Judge Dredd's order. Yeah, yeah. yeah he... Very much the yin and yang, which is obviously the uh, the whole point of the Janus. Oh, two yeah, sides. That's it. Two sides of every coin. Never will they meet, be face to face. So when uh, one of the things I did have a bit of an issue with in terms of the plotline with involving Rico is that why was it? Um, I believe it's Judge Magruder. Mm-hmm. Um, he allows Rico to escape yep. and to wreak havoc. Yep. So then he can become the top judge. Yep. And what is his way of wreaking havoc is blowing up a few bits and pieces and getting that ABC warrior to shoot a few judges. Yep. Now, considering what's really going on in the city, when you like first rock up and there's people like... yeah. Like block warring and yeah, killing. throwing our rocket launchers at each other's flats and stuff like that. You're like, cool. Well, that is probably like an everyday occurrence. I don't really see how, like, well, obviously, when they establish that that is the case, that judges are getting killed left, right, and center in the comic books, that is happening anyway. Yeah, you know, what I mean, I don't really see the urgency behind it. Obviously, they try to make it an urgency, um, coming from the sort of comic book law side of things. Yeah, it's it doesn't really make sense from why you'd want to. Um, it, again, this just just shows probably actually how thin the movie gets a bit towards the end. That mm. you're kind of like, ah, yeah, okay, all right, mate. Well, I've I've suspended my disbelief this far. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm I'm just going to get towards the end, and obviously then they all meet up in the Statue, Statue of Liberty, Liberty. Um, to have their big showdown. Yep. Uh, where everybody has uh, a little bit. There's obviously the, the cat fight. Yeah. Oh God, there is as well. The yeah. Cat fight. Uh, I mean, that's it. It happens. <laughs> it happens. But yeah, we had to give them some screen time. Yeah, and then, um, but as I said, that uh, is literally no. That is a that we are both here. We're both women. One of us is on the other side. Thus, we must fight. I don't exactly. know you. You don't know me. Classic storytelling. It's great. Yeah. Why? Why would they need backstory with each other? Okay. So. Um, to make it a bit more concrete, so Rob Schneider, guilty of pleasure. Guilty. Guilty. Uh, Max von Sydow. Pleasure. Pleasure as always. Um, the, uh, how do you pronounce the name? Armand Asante. Armand Asante. You, you say it so much better than I do. <laughs> uh, guilty of pleasure. Uh, I'll say guilty. Oh, I've got to say pleasure on that, uh, mate. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he he for me makes that movie. I think. Oh wow! Okay. Just because of the having it, at yeah, least someone's yeah. at least someone's into it. If you know what I mean. Yeah, he he knows what the film is. Yeah, yeah, he knows it's a pile of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Um, I knew you'd say that. Diane Lane. I'm gonna say guilty. Guilty. Yeah, because she's Blans. trying her hardest. Again, it's such an easy reference point. Yeah. She's trying so hard to be Sandy Bullock from Demolition Man. Fair. And to the point where they share the kiss at the end. Oh mate, that uh, you know that from law wise, you're just like you you roll your eyes a little bit because yeah. this that is the the typical right. We need to jam in a romantic yeah. uh, connection between these because it's a man and a woman. Yeah, of course they got to get together of at course. the end. All yeah. Right, but that again, it happens in Milish Man, and she's like the to the letter character, Sandy Bullock mm. in that. Um, and Diane Lane is sort of that in this, not as much as Judge Dread is. Yeah. So she's just this kind of vanilla. She's vanilla. She's yeah, pure that is vanilla. Great shout. Yeah, just very vanilla. Could be played by anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Guilty. Guilty, fair. Um, yeah, uh, my bad. It's not Judge Magrida. That is another character. Um, Jürgen, uh, Pro- again. Jürgen Pro- Prochnow. There we go. Oh, yeah, he's, just, he's got such a, an elegant way of saying <laughs> these names. Uh, he plays Judge Griffin. It's not Griffin. Judge Magrida. Uh, yeah, what do you think of him? Um, yeah. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah, yeah, I thought so as well. I think he has a he has a, a good level of what's the word I'm looking for? Um, menace. Yeah, menace. Yeah. Good shout. He's um, got a good screen menace. He's like not Max von Sydow level of sinister, but he's also a bit snivelling. If anything, Max von uh, say again. Max von Sydow. Oh, it's still with tongue, mate. <laughs> um, he. Uh, he offers almost like a fatherly figure in the yeah, in, in the yeah. film. So, which is when again, like I said, I forgot he was his plot line to a point, and then for a while I was like, oh, so you're the bad guy? Mm. Ooh, plot change. The other European is the bad guy. That's it. It's always a European. It's gotta be. Um, okay. Well, so let's move on from from cast then. Um, yeah. Let's talk about some what I think is actually one of the really top notch things in it is the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, so just going to give you a bit of background information there. So Alan uh, Silvestri. Yep. Um, where do you know his name from? I don't. You don't? Oh, you will know his work then. Um, he most famously uh, wrote the music for Back to the Future. Yep, I've heard of that. You ha- have you heard of that movie? <laughs> so it's a little known uh, Kino Flix hour, indie yeah. film. Yeah. Um, but then he uh, went on to write the music for Captain America and the Avengers. Okay. Right. Yeah, so yeah. you can kind of da, see da, that, da, that kind da, of fanfare. Da, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah. That it very much Alan Silvestri, that kind of um, yeah military fanfare. Mm-hmm. Mm. Perfect guy to write both uh, soundtracks in that sense. But it originally was uh, for Jerry Goldsmith. Um, he was originally scheduled to score the film, but um, due to some uh, scheduling problems, which obviously happens all the time happens in production. Time, yep. Yeah. Um, he had to drop out um, and. One of the uh, things that Danny Cannon was trying to do is obviously build a bit of a team. Mm. Hence why yeah, he wanted to work in the UK. Uh, wanted to get the best people working on it. Uh, he got he wanted to get his mate working on it, uh, which I believe is the name of uh, David Arnold. Uh, was originally hired, um, but a lot of the producers felt that Danny Cannon was having a little bit too much influence and control on, on the movie, mm. which is yeah, kind of what you want, really, from a director. You want someone to deliver their vision if he feels yeah. that this is the right guy for the movie. But, um, yeah, uh, can't knock Alan Silvestri no, at all. No, absolutely not. Brilliant, uh, brilliant score. Uh, 
And one of the other more interesting facts is that they had a lot of bands write uh, some of the music for it. So okay, um, have what, you got that list of bands? I I've, I know some from the top of my head. Okay, um, so 1995. So you have White Zombie, brilliant. Yeah, yep. great. Uh, the Cure, amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of an obscure indie band. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you've ever heard yeah. of them. Uh, but uh, interestingly, uh, Nirvana. The, no, uh, Manic Street Preachers were meant to okay uh, uh, have a song in this called uh, Judge Yourself. I don't know if you know that song. I don't know. Um, but it was the last song written by one of the, the bandmates that got lost in Australia. Yeah, I think yeah, it yeah. was and disappeared for, well, forever, essentially. Uh, so they never released the song. Ah. That's a bit sad. That is a bit sad. That's a bit sad. Um, so, yeah, I would say definitely a, a pleasure on the front of uh, oh, yeah. the soundtrack. Soundtrack nails uh, Definitely. Right. Um, let's just uh, sort of wrap this up with uh, the director, Danny Cannon. Yeah, I mean, I admire anyone that will go toe-to-toe with a big head. Like, for example, uh, seen Cop Out. Yes. Kevin Smith oh, and Bruce yeah. Willis hated each other. Of, Kevin, yeah, Kevin Smith didn't mind going toe-to-toe with, again, one of the founders of Planet Hollywood, one mm. of the kings of Hollywood for a long time. Uh, utmost respect for that. Utmost respect for Danny Cannon for going, no, this isn't what I want. And because of that, Fuck, yeah. the, fuck the system. I know. And I think it's a, it's a bit of a shame because uh, Danny Cannon obviously comes away from it not uh, slightly tarnished. No fault to himself, I think, really. I think it's very hard for a young upcoming director to go head to head with someone like Sylvester Stallone in the prime of his, you know, sort of uh, career. Yeah. Uh, he... I I do like the fact, though, that he walked away from it and went, nah, fuck it, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. Compared to someone like Troy Duffy coming across as an absolute egotistical prick. Yeah. uh, Because he went up against what at that time was the the emperor of of Hollywood Mm -hmm. uh, and released a DVD about the making of his film and went, nah, this is how hard it is. The system sucks. Ah, I'm Troy Duffy. I did Boondock Saints. As opposed to Danny Cannon going like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. In the same way as Dave Chappelle, you know, you're walking away and going, "Oh, the system's." He has his integrity. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Danny Cannon ha- holds integrity. I respect that a lot. Yes, um, I'm never going to watch Pennyworth. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to to wrap it up, then, yeah. um, just read 1995, uh, guilty or pleasure? I mean, guilty. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> it's such a it's such a waste of 96 minutes yeah two two stars yeah uh from uh was it sky it was on sky? now tv yeah now two, TV, stars. two, two stars uh yeah uh all around um good guilty pleasure for uh, guilty pleasure not pleasure guilty pleasure it is very much a guilty pleasure right, cool yeah that's fine and hey if we don't end this podcast with a soundbite of sylvester stallone going my whole life is a lie <laughs> we've done something wrong today yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, this has been Adam and Craig's uh, Guilty Pleasure Cinema. Uh, I'm Adam. And I'm Craig. And we'll see you at the next episode. Thanks very much. We are watching a movie That we are talking about So sit back and relax Talk about it, talk about it Maybe get some popcorn Or maybe some snacks Because we are watching a movie That we're gonna be a-talking about uh,